Hi there, and welcome back to Out There, a cryptid podcast. I'm your host, Josh. On the 13th of each month, I come out with a new episode focused on a cryptid that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, it is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Cryptids don't have to be supernatural or mythical beings, although many of them are. Some cryptids have actually become documented animals. Make sure you go and follow the podcast on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, and check out the posts I make for each episode and maybe send some suggestions you'd like to hear. Today's episode is a quick one, but it's about a cryptid that is one of the most famous ones we've ever covered. One that looks like it was taken straight out of a Twilight Zone episode. We are talking about the Flatwoods Monster. There's no Weird Club segment today, just me. Let's dive in. September 12th, 1952, Flatwoods, West Virginia. It was just beginning to get dark when the May brothers were playing in the schoolyard. There was Ed, who was 13, Freddie, who was 12, and their friend Tommy Hare, who was 10. They saw a pulsing red light streak across the sky and crash on G. Bailey Fisher's farm. Not knowing what they saw, they ran to the May's house to get their mother, Kathleen May. All of them made their way up the hill and to the spot where they saw the light fall. While they were heading there, some other young boys joined them and one dog. Neil Nunley, Ronnie Shaver, and West Virginia National Guardsman Eugene Lemon and Ricky. But just as fast as they ran up that hill, they came sprinting down. What they saw would terrify them. A ten-foot-tall, four-foot-wide half-creature, half robot. All of a sudden, the creature hissed and then glided toward the group. Lemon had a flashlight that caught a man-like figure with a round red face surrounded by a pointed hood-like shape in its light. The boys described the being as wearing some sort of robotic suit or spacecraft rather than an organic being. They explained it as having a collar that was in the shape of an ace of spades behind a red, round head. The two eyes were glowing green-orange and the size of half dollars. But the body of the creature was a metallic armored structure lined with thick vertical pipes. Kathleen described the cryptid as having small claw-like hands. Some said that the creature had green skin, but others said black. The group did say they smelt a pungent mist and became nauseated by it. However, everyone agreed that this was not from Earth. This story made headlines around the local newspapers, national radio stations, and even bigger papers around the country took this story to audiences everywhere. At one point, Mrs. May and the National Guard kid ended up going to New York to talk to CBS. A local newspaper writer said those people were the most scared people I've ever seen. The police didn't believe them and laughed the sighting off, but they did investigate a fallen craft. They searched the area where the reported monster was, but saw, heard, and smelled nothing. A news reporter went up to the site and claimed to see skid marks in the field, and he found an odd gummy deposit on the ground. It actually caught the attention of the U.S. Air Force. They sent investigators down that were part of the then-secret Project Blue Book. 
the being became known as the Flatwoods Monster. Others called it Phantom of Flatwoods, the Braxton County Monster, and even Braxy. But one stuck more than the others. Now, after the original incident, an organization called the Civilian Saucer Investigation began investigating. They claimed that they obtained a number of accounts from witnesses who claimed to have experienced a similar or related phenomenon. A mother and her 21-year-old daughter said they saw a similar creature and a disgusting odor a week before the famous sighting. The daughter even went to the hospital for three weeks following the sighting, and this wasn't the only person to come forward. The mother of Bailey Fisher was at the farm house that night. She felt the house violently shake, and at the same moment, her radio had been cut off for 45 minutes. The director of the Board of Education in the county claimed to have seen a flying saucer taking off at 6.30 on the morning of September 13th, which was the morning after the monster was seen. All of these were either before or during the original reported sighting that made this case famous. However, there were some from after as well. September 13th. 1952. A couple was out for a drive in the mountains of Frametown, West Virginia. It was at dusk, around the same time as the original sighting, when all of a sudden, their car came to a halt and would not restart. They remembered smelling a putrid, sulfuric odor that filled the air, and then they looked out the windows of the car. They saw what they described as something similar to the Flatwoods monster only from the waist up, it was reptilian humanoid. This became known as the Frametown Monster. Crazy, right? I mean, as if the Flatwoods Monster couldn't get any more freaky, boom, there's a lizard version. Yeah, hard pass on that. But sadly, that was the last sighting of these creatures. But nonetheless, they really imprinted on the cryptid community and became a fan favorite. And of course, we have some possible explanations. In 2000, a man named Joe Nickel from the Committee of Skeptical Inquiry made his own conclusion of the event and sightings. His investigation found that the bright light in the sky reported by the witnesses on September 12th was most likely a meteor. It also concluded that the pulsating red light was likely an aircraft navigation or hazard beacon, and that the creature described by witnesses closely resembled an owl. He went on to say that the misinterpretation was heightened by the anxiety of the situation, and to support this on the night of September 12th, there was in fact a meteor that was observed over Maryland, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. The pulsating lights seen were most likely caused by aircrafts that were flying on the path that night. As for the monster, Nikel said that the shape, movement, and sounds reported by witnesses were also consistent with the silhouette, flight pattern, and call of a startled barn owl perched on a tree limb. Basically, they think that the flashlight caught a barn owl that was startled, with its wings frayed above its head to make it seem larger. The red eye, or yellow eye, 
would be the flashlight reflecting off of them, and the bottom half of the monster was just brush and natural debris. And remember how they couldn't agree on if it had arms or not? Well, what Mrs. May might have seen were talons clinging to the tree branch and confused them with little arms. Now, no one has tried to explain the Frametown monster, and I would imagine that is because that sighting was written off as a hoax. But what if that meteor brought something else to Earth along with it? Because the owl theory does not explain how a metallic creature could have been seen both times. And what about the sulfuric smell? Do you think an owl could produce that? Maybe the monster escaped that night before anyone could see it again. Or maybe it was just really an owl. So, what do you think? Is the Flatwoods monster really out there? We are on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It's a great way for others to find the podcast and enjoy, just like you. One month from today, I will be covering a cryptid that took the media by storm after a true crime case made major headlines. A tall, skinny humanoid figure that wears a black suit and uses children to do his evil deeds. The Slender Man. See you next month. This episode was written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo design by Jason Sykes and theme music from purpleplanet.com.